You are listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Ryan's here. Hola. Hola, ¿cómo está usted? Muy bien. Uh, sí. Bienvenidos a los Estados Unidos. That's a lot of Spanish. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for making my podcast a, uh, a choice that you've made. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate you listening. Um, if you could write a review if you like the episode. If you're here for Leslie Ann Brandt, who's great on the episode, hopefully you're listening now. And if you like it, you'll subscribe to the podcast, write a review, follow us on our handles, which are... At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That is absolutely true, Ryan. Yep. Um, it really helps the podcast out when you write a review. And, 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 and listen, that's all I have to say. I want to say thank you to all my patrons out there. Join patreon.com slash inside of you if you want to uh, give back to the podcast. Many people give back. There's different tiers. I give little gifts and notes, and it's a community. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash inside of you. If you want any merch, go to the Inside of You online store. Tons of great stuff from Smallville script sign to Lunchbox Smallville sign to uh, Inside of You mugs and Inside of You tumblers and, and, and lots of great things. So also pictures, autograph pictures. So head out to the Inside of You online store. And, uh, you know, great episode today. Also, I'm going to be at some conventions coming up. Cool. Uh, St. Louis, Missouri, I believe. I, you know, I don't know when this is going to air. So, oh, this is this, is, this airs Tuesday. <laughs> Jeez, I forgot. Okay. Um, I will be in um, St. Louis coming up. I will be in Illinois, Metropolis, Illinois, June, I think, believe, 10th. And 11th, Tom Welling will be with me. Then I go to Australia from the 17th for two weeks. So make sure you get your tickets to Sydney or Perth uh, and so on and so forth. I think I'll be in Liverpool in May as well. So anyway, Leslie Ann Brandt is fantastic. She's fantastic on the show Lucifer, which is a huge, has a huge, huge following. Oh, yeah. Well, it was, in the, it was one of the biggest shows on Netflix last year. Isn't that something? If not the biggest. And you never would have thought that. Because it's a show that I've never really seen. Well, it came from network TV, and then it got put on Netflix, and it just blew up. People love this show, and uh, good for them. Good for her. I'm glad it's such a success. And we get into a lot about the show. We get into a lot about her fitness and her well-being and everything else. She was completely open and honest, and I loved, loved having her on the show. So without further ado, let's get inside of Leslie Ann Brandt. It's my point of view. Listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. The older you get, <laughs> the, the tender. tender you get. The, the more, more the tender. The more fragile, vulnerable, yeah. all of those things. See, that's the thing with you know, our age, my age. You're younger than I am, but a lot younger than I am. How old are you? I'll be 50 in July. Yeah, so is Chris going to be 50 in March, and I just turned 40. Wow, 40. Yeah. You don't look 40. Well, thanks. You really don't. Uh, but yeah, the big full oh. It's the skin. Oh, thank you. The skin's just really supple, soft. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I put a lot of effort into moisturizing and sunscreen and... How important is that? I never did that till I was in my forties. You should listen. So Bill Burr does. We have. You we, said Bill Burr. Yeah, the comedian. Okay. So we, I, uh, I went out for dinner with him and his wife because our kids go to school together, and you know, we it was like New Year's Eve, and um, but he has this great joke where he talks about like ashy skin because his his wife was like, "You need to moisturize, dude." Like. <laughs> You're like really about <laughs> to like, like, you're like a kindling right now, you know? <laughs> 
But he was like, he was saying like, yeah, when I go back to Massachusetts, uh, Guys look so much older because they're not moisturizing. That's <laughs> true. Are you listening the- to this? If you guys are listening, if you get yes. anything from this podcast today, I'm telling you, moisturizing changed my life. Yes. My friend Chris is like Rosenbaum because that's how he talks. He's like Rosenbaum. Yeah. You no. got to moisturize, man. You have you to. Moisturize. You live in California. It's yeah. dry, sunscreen. And then as we age, you know, texture changes. Well, I get those spots now. I'm getting spots on my head, like uh, little like discolorations. So what do you have to go get those burnt sun, off or something? Sunspots. Yeah. You don't yeah. get those, do you? No. Well, <sighs> you know, my melanin challenged friend. You know. <laughs> I have some natural <laughs> protection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've, uh, yeah, because you grew up in South Africa and it was, uh, is it pretty hot there usually? Yeah. It's, um. Very hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Very hot. Um. It no, we have four seasons, right? You know, so we do have like autumn and winter and uh, fall, as you guys call fall. it over here, fall. Um, but I like the accent, don't you, Ryan? Yeah, it is. Let me hear the 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 real the real South African accent is not sexy. I mean, can you imagine going to bed with someone like this and being like, "Put it in me right now"? <laughs> it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute. We joke about me and my friends joke about that all the time. Now, do uh, a lot of people talk like that when you go back? That's how they talk? N- no, my accent, when I go back, this is exactly what I sound like with my family. You do that. You that, can't. It's, it's like it's like an automatic thing. And now that we're talking about South Africa, my South African accent will come out more. And then when I'm around, because my parents live in New Zealand, I moved to New Zealand when I was just like two weeks before my 18th birthday. Right. Then when I'm around my Kiwi friends or Australians, then I sound like more like a Kiwi. You could do so many accents, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Let me hear. No, I can't. No, don't do that. Don't do Let that thing. Hear... <laughs> well, New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, kind of... Kiwis. Yeah. How, yeah. how do they sound? You know, like, how, how are you, mate? Well, no, I, I... no but, but not like, but not like Australian can be very more like twangy. Like I didn't really understand the difference between Australian People and New Zealand. People get upset by that. Yes. And then I went to, then I flew uh, to New Zealand. Uh, I flew to Australia via on Qantas, and I heard the dif- the difference between this and this. This and this. This, yeah, like uh, please place anything you have to declare in the declaration <laughs> bin, like this. <laughs> and ki- and kiwis good. are like, yeah. So so, and kiwis are like, yeah, I'm gonna go get some fish and chops. Fish. Say that again. F- fish and chops. Wow, Fush. that's such a subtle Fush thing. Fish and chops. Fish and chops. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It's, it's almost like Owen Wilson was doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> wait, it's like, this is wonderful. Like fish and chops. Like, no, but I love accents. I used to prank call when I was like, I don't know, 10 years old. You prank called people. Yes. Like, wh- like, what do you mean? Like, I used to prank call people too. Yeah, but I would just do accents. Like, like wh- I was 10 years old. And the thing is, <laughs> my parents used to get really pissed off because back in the day, we're talking like, you know, early 90s. You paid for every call in South Africa oh, that wow. you made. So, like, Who are these people that, have, yeah. that you've been calling? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know who they are. But it served me well when I moved to LA because that's how I practiced my American accent was just to be American for a day, you know. Jump into American, right? Just go ahead. Keep, oh, keep come doing on. <laughs> this is fun. 
I mean, I wish I could do a bunch of that. I mean, I could do some stuff, but like, you know, usually they're impressions. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I went and did my audition for Lucifer, I went in exactly like this. I just was conversationally yeah. American. I had no idea. I would have thought, where would you say she was from when she's talking like this, Ryan? Go ahead. Keep talking. Natural. Oh, it's, Cal- it's Californian. Kind of sure. Californian. Yeah. <clears throat> kind really? of little California. Yeah. Oregon, maybe. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Oregon. Oh, <geez. laughs> Just, you know, uh, yeah, no. So I used to, that's how I, that's how I fooled them. And then at the end of the audition, I'd be like, oh, well, thanks guys. And they're like, wait, you're not from here. I think they like that. Yes. I think they like hiring, you know, like someone who comes in and does American accent. Oh, they're English. Oh, they're Australian. Oh, they're, but they don't, and they could just turn it on and yeah. turn it off. It's something, it's like, ooh, that's a real actor who can do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about it, which I think is sometimes like, it's hard for you. We grow up with American television. So, you know, from a young age, I was, I mean, I was watching American TV. So I got to practice. And if you have an ear for it musically, then, you know, but you guys don't grow up watching South African TV. No. I no, mean, most don't. people confuse like a Kiwi accent with British, and it's very different. What was your favorite American TV show growing up? Ooh. Don't tough. say Beverly Hills 902. No. All right. No. I loved Murder She Wrote. Murder, murder she, wrote. she wrote. I wanted murder she wrote. I know. Um, I wanted Angela Lansbury to be my grandmother so bad. Wow. Um, Do you know I've never seen an episode of that? What? Is it how really dare good? you? I've seen Golden Girls. How dare you? But I've never seen. How dare me? Have you seen Murder She Wrote? No. Should I watch I it? Does it hold yes. up? Yes. Yes. Think about it's mysteries, it. Mysteries, right? Crime solving grandma with a typewriter. Is she still alive? She yes. She didn't. She do. She did. Um. Uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. She made. She did the remake of Mary Poppins and you know selling the balloons. The oh pop. really? I didn't know yeah. that. Do you yeah. know that? Right. The only yeah. way is up. Like the only. She sang yeah. that song. Really. The only way. I don't know. I'm sorry. Have you ever? You sing. Mm, yes. What do you mean you say? I thought I read something where you were you're a singer. No, I'm not a singer. I mean, you sing. I mean, I can't hold a tune. I. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like saying. Uh. So I've sung. Four times on TV, Oof. right for the show. But I don't say I'm a singer. I can just like hold a tune. So you know when you're flat. You know when you're like sharp. If I'm off key, I know. You know that. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like, will I go and cut an album? No. Really? No. I'm not a great singer, and I've cut two albums. I'm working on my third. How dare you? I, I, I am trying to live my dreams. <laughs> Stop it. And I just don't care. Come in here to crush your dreams. <laughs> Do not be a dream crusher. I got a friend, Tom, my buddy Tom Lally. And every time you say anything, he'll just crush your dreams. We call him the dream crusher. Really? I mean, it's you like could say something cloud. like, dude, I'm getting my house painted tomorrow. And the guy gave me a great deal. How much? <laughs> And I tell him, he's like, you can get so much better than that. Yeah. Dream crusher. Yeah. The Little rain, things like that. Rain clouds. That's what I call them. Yeah. Little rain, rain clouds. clouds. Yeah. But yeah. he's a, he's relatively a positive person. These days, when you're the older you get, you really have to alienate or or, or sort of get rid of the people that are negative energies. Oh. That are just bringing you down. They always have problems. Do you have any friends like that? You know, what I've learned is to just have different expectations of people. Mm. So- if I'm in a, and, and that's some advice that my, my, uh, a really good friend gave me. Cause I think you're just, you, then you don't open yourself up to anything. Right. So you just go, Hey, 
if I'm feeling down and I want to wallow in some shit, I'm going to call you. <laughs> so you know what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, we're both going to complain yeah. for an hour. Yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah. Or just, uh, you know, give people permission to do it or you yourself. I always check myself like that. Like if I'm disappointed about something or upset about something, give myself permission to feel what I feel. But then don't wallow in the shit for too long. Yeah, that's the danger. You know, we as actors or I mean, I just in general, I think I'm very sensitive to energy like that, you know, because I because I know I know where I can go if I allow myself to. So, I, you know, I just do things. To, How far can you go? Well, you just get I mean, I remember when I first moved over to L.A. and like I moved by myself, left my family. How old were you? It was like before my thirtieth, I think. Like, oh, so you haven't lived here that long? Not really. Twelve years. Okay. This is my twelve year, twelfth year. All right. I mean, I think. Hello, fuck. I think I've like earned my spot in LA. I'm not saying you didn't. (laughs) I'm just saying it's. Oh, you're a newbie. Wait till you're here for forty years. Oh well, no, I haven't been there that long. But Um, but go ahead. But I just remember um, just allowing, like, you know, because this this is the town for. Hollywood and business crush and dreams. just crush dreams <laughs> and everyone you can put your feet up by the way no, feel I free to, you do whatever you want it's and, fine. and also just to be you know like I I I knew what I wanted to do when I came here but I I remember just people being like oh yeah everyone's come up everyone's come over from New Zealand to try and be in you know Hollywood good luck darling or oh, you know oh who do you think you are you're just gonna come over and fuck up you know like and I'm like, I just can't be around that. Right. So I got my husky. You got your dog. <laughs> I got my beautiful husky. And that was your best he, friend. He was like my my homeboy for like a long time. And it was just like, I'd go, we'd go to Barry's boot camp together. He'd be, you know, there when I'm auditioning. He'd be there when I'm crying and I didn't get the, the you know, the job. <laughs> yeah. He'd be there when I got the job, yeah. you know. You know, I, I still have like grandmother's friends who I'll I'll meet them and they'll go, so what are you you're doing in an act? It's very difficult. It's very hard. And I just go with it. I'm like, yeah. I know. It's like, are you sure you want to do something to get into this business? It's very difficult. I'm I like, know. and I could sit there and go, well, I was actually, you know, I worked, I, you know, but I, I don't, I go, yeah, yeah, it's tough. The See, struggle I have is the, real. I have the flip side in South Africa where you do one gay spot, people think you're famous. Really? Just one <laughs> spot? Like, they, think? they were like, you were on CSI New York. Oh, my. You were on Chuck. Word. You were on Chuck. Oh, my word. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you've done a lot of work in these 12 years that you've been here. That's a lot of work. Really? I mean, look at the resume. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? I mean, you started out doing a lot of shows in South Africa, right? No, I started in New Zealand. Actually. Oh, New Zealand's yeah. where you started the acting? Yeah. So you weren't even interested in acting when you were in, up to 17? Well, here's what you have to understand. So I was born in 81 mm. in segregated South Africa. So I went to segregated school. So this was not something that we were it – wasn't. it's not even something you dreamt about. You didn't really – even if your child had remote talent in any sort of artistic way, there just was not any resources. People were just trying to survive, right? So – when my father got to, he got a job opportunity, we moved to New Zealand and there, because the industry is smaller, the degree of separation was smaller. Like I knew no one who was in the business in South Africa when I was growing up, 
but you'd meet a makeup artist in New Zealand and I was doing a little bit of modeling and then I was doing some commercials and the way I actually got into it, I always performed in school. Like I did the choir and... Mm -hmm. See, the singing, <laughs> there it is. That's where it all started. Um, you know, I never got cast in, in any plays at school though. Like really? at my high school, I know, I auditioned. I never got Wasn't that an ego, you know, squash? No, I was just like, mm, All right. whatever. Um, and then uh, my family got the brunt of the one-man plays at home, so I was oh. fine. I got <laughs> I got my audience. Right. Um, but when I – it was a casting director who pulled me aside and was like, you should take this seriously and figure it out. So – because I had a whole life. Who before. was this? Her name's Annabelle – Annabelle Lomas. Do you still contact her? Do you still no, talk to her? No, but I think she's still audition. She's. I always talk about her. And you like, thanked her you, ever? Did you ever yeah, thank her? Oh, you yeah, have. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know, um, she put me in. I think she was the one who was casting Spartacus. Yeah. Wow, she's yeah. the one who cast Spartacus. Yeah. Here's a funny story about that. So this is talk about totally naive. That was an intense show. Intense. Very. And intense. also, we were like one of the. We were like the first. Like really Rudy nudie shows. It was nudie. Like, like really Rudy. I saw Rudy. a few episodes and it was nudie and Rudy. Yeah. Very nudie and Rudy. So, um, but like so wonderful, like heightened language and like the costumes and the world. I remember walking on there just being like, oh my. What was the language like? Well, it's, you know, it's Stephen DeKnight was the showrunner and he was just so wonderful. I worked with him. Yeah. He directed an episode of Small. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. And um, he, you know, it's like. Your ha my hands service dominant alone. She would not be pleased to have yours laid upon me without her consent. Like that sort of Jeez. stuff. You know? Um it's like fuck off in like a very polite way. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> Don't touch me. Um, wow. And I auditioned for that show. I I'll preface this by saying I was an IT recruitment consultant before all of this, and then I worked in sales and marketing, and I was a Red Bull girl. I had like a whole life before acting. Wow. And then uh, I go and I audition for two shows, one local, and then Spartacus was for stars and American. And I call my agent and I walk out of the Spartacus audition and she, I was like, I got it. And she was like, oh, well, I'm glad it went well, but you actually have an offer for this like other show. So wonderful. Like you can take it. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to do the American one. And she was like, no, Leslie Ann, this is not how it works. I was like, Alice. I've booked the role. I'm fine. You can tell them no, thank you. Well, they haven't called me. <laughs> what you saying? And Alice is like, all right, darling, we'll just table it for now. And we'll, you know, 45 minutes she called me back. She goes, well, you got the role on Spartacus. Wow. I don't know. It's a blind confidence, you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy, oh, the weeks where I miss a session, of course, yeah, yeah, it's just it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up, and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times, 
we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com inside. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. What did you get from working on that series? I mean, how how difficult was it? It was, well, it was challenging in that it was only my second job. So I still, when I, you know, when I look back on the show, I can see how green I was. And I was just, and I'm still a sponge. I still look at myself as, I mean, I don't think I'll ever not be the, the new girl in my mind do you know yeah. what I mean? well i read somewhere that you like always you love to work with people that are i guess better than you or more oh, experienced so you could mm, learn more. totally punch above my weight right. like you know always because i want to learn and i learn from even people making mistakes or people not making you know the choices that's needed and scenes i learn from just watching um but in that show i learned the real and i actually pulled a lot of the importance of what like makeup and costume can do for a character and i brought that into maze on lucifer you know because she had like you could you could tell a lot about who she was by how she presented herself or how she walked into a room um uh i learned a lot about and i didn't know I, i guess it was trusting my instincts about like you know, protecting yourself in a set with nudity and like what you were comfortable with and just being very. Uh, so you had to be nude. Yes. So I, I did. Bum- and you had never done that before. No, bums and boobs. Bums and boobs. Bums and boobs is what I did. I did not do the Merkin and stuff. It's not my jam. Were you nervous? No. I modeled before. So it was. Well, you didn't model nude. Yeah, but you're like backstage and you're like whipping Changing, stuff you off. Don't it. Care. You yeah, have no, but you're like, I've never been hung up. For me, what was more important was gratuitous nudity. That was not mm, something I was into. Right. So I remember like one of my, co- well, the costume they wanted me to do was like basically piece of fabric and then you just have this like boob out. But my chastity was being preserved by my boss as a gift. And I was like her right-hand person. So I go, well, story-wise, line, that doesn't make sense at all. Right. I'm not walking around with a teddy whipped out, like, <laughs> for an entire season. Right. I'm not comfortable. Um, this is what I'll give you. And so I, that was what I was comfortable I'll give with. you some side boob. I'll That's give you all some side boob. 
Uh, that's what I'm comfortable with. But these, but I didn't, I was having these sorts of conversations, you know, without pre me too and all of that sort of stuff. And I, I really do credit like being raised in Cape Town, honestly. And like my dad was like, you don't do anything anyone. You don't do anything. You don't allow anyone to make you do something you don't want to do. Like that was always drilled into my, my head. Um, so I think that's why I never got involved in like drugs or drinking. Really, dad, never have done drugs or. Of course, I mean we've all done. Oh, but you just I, didn't get involved. No, with drugs. yeah, right. I wasn't you the tried kid. It. Oh, I was like, no, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm gonna. I have a biology test to study for. <laughs> Seriously, and they'd be like, right. yeah, fucking nerd. And a murder like, she yeah, wrote marathon. A, murder she wrote exactly. marathon. Yes, good. I, me and Angela Lansbury have a date. Yeah, <laughs> good, good luck. for you though. Hey, good for you. You're strong. You don't have a, an addictive personality. No, and I have friends who do. Right. You know, and family members who do. And so I, if I didn't feel like it, I didn't want to do it. But um, that show taught me a lot about sort of not just the craft, but like the business. You know. The yeah. business, because it smacks you in your face when you come to LA. It's like, psh, psh. yeah. My first team member was a uh, was my lawyer. <laughs> really, it was the first person. First person. Oh man. Because I was like, oh, you gotta really like make sure you're protected over here. And not only that, it's amazing how when you have conversations, when people want to rep you, those conversations. It is just, they throw everything at you. Oh my You're wonderful. This is where your career needs to go. They talk about you like you've always wished someone would talk about you. And you're like, of course I'll sign you as my manager. Gosh, you really love me. And this is the thing. Our, my, our like as a South African, our natural instinct is like, what do you want? Like when someone, <laughs> I don't trust you. Like literally. I don't trust when you. When someone comes at you like, it's like, what do you want? Um, you're making me uncomfortable. Yes, yes. So I, uh, no, it was, it was, this is a great, this was a, it was a good show to like dip my toe in, you know, and then the period, the period was wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Why now, you know, I read that you didn't go back. There was, yeah. what were the reasons you didn't come back? I was a local hire when I was cast on Spartacus. And when I came to the States and I got representation and, you know, I really wanted like a sad contract, you know, and um, Andy at that point was sick and we knew like he wasn't coming back. And it for me, like I had a manager who did not handle the situation well and I fired him subsequently um, after that. But I really wanted to, I had that golden ticket. I had the visa. I had a working O1 visa. And I was like, I just, I got to back myself. I've never not done that. So you could have gone back and done it and just played it as a local hire and made way less money. I still to this day don't get residuals on that show. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, you know. I think that's a misconception about a lot of shows. Like people think, you know, you get a lot of residuals from things. Those dry up pretty quickly, and yeah. especially with streaming now, they haven't figured it out. Yeah. So yeah, you know, Smallville's all over the place, and nothing, or I have other, Sh- you know, whatever. Sure, sure. Um, but it was like I was negotiating, like as a local, and I mean this is no disrespect to the local industry because New Zealand has got wonderful crews um, and actors, but we were as actors, and I don't know if it's still the same because I haven't worked there since, but like bare minimum, like negotiating for a trailer, you know, just to. And you're about to do like a nude scene or something like that. And these were the kinds of things that were being used in negotiations. And I was just, 
I remember coming over in like two weeks. Within two weeks, I booked like a recurring role on CSI and I booked Chuck. So like one day it was like an assassin with, you know, um, Zach Levi and like in, um, you know, uh, fighting Yvonne. And and then in the afternoon, I'm kidnapped by Neo. And, you know, I was like, (laughs) wow, this is Hollywood. This is is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, you're really doing it. Totally. And but I had. I, it was so much, it was so collaborative, you know, from everything from hair to makeup. And then I was like, I made more money just doing that. So yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I think at the time it broke, there was this like, she was greedy. She was, I'm like, I wasn't greedy. I just. Isn't that, they, they could just make you look so bad. Totally. Like I remember, I, I've talked about it ad nauseum, but then, you know, just like, he left Smallville. What is he doing after? Why would he leave? I go, I didn't fucking leave. How many times do I have to tell you? I got mad at Kevin Smith. I go, Kevin, why did you say, I, you know, that I, I didn't leave. I, I was supposed to do six seasons. I did seven. Is that leaving? That's yeah. giving them another fucking year, man. Yeah. But, you know, it's no matter how you do it, you look like the bad guy. They like to paint that picture. Yeah. And I do, I do, I mean, it was so, like, it's such a, you know, non thing. And they, they, was, they replaced the, the role and the, another wonderful actress, like, got to, to have her take on it. And no hard feelings at all. Definitely a hard thing to go through as an actor. And an, a, another wonderful lesson, like, no one's irreplaceable. Right. So good lesson to learn there. Um, yes. But what happened was within that two weeks, I met Jonathan Littman and Christiane Reed, my Brockheimer producers on Lucifer. And I did that. And when I auditioned for Lucifer, they go, oh, we remember you from CSI. Thank you so much for it. Like, that was so wonderful. So like, had I gone back, I wouldn't have done CSI probably. Right. I and didn't have- you replace, ironically, someone on Lucifer? I- did um yeah for whatever reason it didn't work out at the table read and um and uh my understanding was there was just creative differences in like what the character was going to be and i went to that audition in like full leather bra (laughs) leather (laughs) pants the girls in the waiting room were like wow no one else was doing that no you just went for it i went for it same way Oh my God, this reminds me of my very first acting gig. Uh, I was supposed to be this princess from this fictional island, right, in New Zealand called Diplomatic Immunity. Right. I had no idea what I was doing on that show, but I went in like bikini top just because she's supposed to, she was supposed to be protesting at like a pageant and they looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm just, I don't know, trying shit. <laughs> and I got the role. <laughs> you know, it's when you just go above and beyond. Sometimes it backfires. I, I did an audition for <clears throat> Mike Judge, and I thought, you know, he's weird. He does a lot of weird shit. I'm going to go in there. And I went in so weird, and I brought like a ceramic dog, like a little ceramic dog that I thought it would be it'd be funny for the character and I just set it on the desk and I didn't really make a lot of eye contact with Mike and I just kept in this character and this voice. And then afterwards I go, Mike, to my manager at the time, I go, how did I do? He goes, I'm going to be honest with you, man. You, you really scared Mike, Judge. You really made him uncomfortable. Wow. <laughs> what? How did I make Mike Judge uncomfortable? And so you got to take those chances though. 
you take a chance and you're like, because it might just work and it, it might not. Yeah. But do you, you get nervous before auditions? Totally. You do. I still do. I mean, now it's changed a lot because now we're self-taping, right? Yes. Good old COVID. And it's got its pros and cons. You know, you get to tape as many times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to have this really hardcore nervous tick, like my leg would shake and my bottom lip would quiver. Always. In the beginning, my first audition in Los Angeles, I took a giant dump in the room, like stank that thing out. It was so bad. Well, you mean in the bathroom? No, in the actual room, like f- metaphorical dump. Like, oh, like. Guys, come on. Like who's okay. shitting in audition rooms? Well, my friend Bobby Lee actually did. That's why I say that. He actually shit in some guy's office oh, once. Oh, no. That's why I was like, did she really shit? She just I tri- love this girl. Wow. <laughs> she took a dump in a casting room. But. I went in and we were not used to 10 pages the night before. Like this is just like not in New Zealand. You have the cast and director, a camera, you get a reasonable enough time to learn it and you're completely off book. And it's like, I don't know, like the normal way, right? For me, I go in and I'm like fumbling with the papers and I'm like, I'm so, and this is my very first. and And again, I'm so sorry. It's just, you know, New Zealand, we don't. And I say all of this stuff. And this, again, a wonderful lesson. I thank this producer with my whole heart. He was like, oh, well, you're not in New Zealand now. So thank you very much. And like, I had to leave. I didn't cry. I was just like, all right. Were you thinking about it? I, I was like, man, man up. You're in Hollywood now. You're in LA. Wow. You gotta like man up. You're not New Zealand anymore. Yeah. Are you yeah. glad he said that? Yes. You are. 100%. Not at the moment. Well, that I'm not in New Zealand. What do you mean? Not in the moment when he said that. Uh, uh, no, I was embarrassed. I was, right, I right. felt awful, you know, but I, uh, again, think I was raised by a wonderful man who was just like, take the knock on the chin, you know, figure out what you have to do. And then you get back up again. Right. Uh, was and, your mom tough like that too? Yes. My mom was hard. My mom is very nurturing. She is very nurturing. Um, and But my dad, I was like my dad's son for 11 years until my brother came along. So like I was like changing tires and, wow, you know, playing, like playing field cricket, hockey playing field hockey. Do you and, like ice hockey? No. Oh, how dare I can't, you. I can't follow. I'm like, where's the puck thing? Like um, I could teach you in five minutes. But also, invoked. here's my other thing. Also. Why the fighting? Why the smushed faces against the thing? Why is the knocking of the teeth like a a thing? I'm gonna just be brief on this. Okay. There's an emotion when you're playing and you're moving, playing in a sport that's so fast moving, right? Mm. And you bump into each other and you get kind of like, you know, it's almost like you know, like you know, hey, watch where you're going, watch your stick, man. By accident, someone's stick gets near your face. You're like, hey, watch your effing stick. And it's just like, it's it's a beautiful sport. But I think sometimes you know it's legal to hit them against the board and take the puck as long as you don't take more than three strides or it's a charging penalty. So you can hit them and mostly as long as they're clean. Remember, they're you're trying to be clean. Clean hits, a clean Are game. Are they really though trying to be clean? Sometimes there's fights and it sometimes changes the momentum of a game. Sometimes if you're losing three nothing, you're embarrassed, you're in your home crowd, he's booing you, and all of a sudden you drop the gloves with the other team, you're like, you look at them, and it, there's a man-to-man kind of, uh, there's sort of a respect thing where like, you want to go? They, they say that, you want to go? He's like, sure, let's go. <laughs> Throw them down, and they fight, and they're totally cool afterwards. They just, you know, they, they and they fight. Mm. So it's it's just something that I, I don't know, I love hockey. And- I'm more of a rugby girl. 
rugby, they don't even wear helmets. They just like. Yeah, but they don't, they're not like. They're so dangerous. Yeah, they don't wear helmets and they have less concussions. Do they have less concussions? They do. I don't they know how do. that's possible. No, they do. Well, it's because they like they learn proper tackling techniques, yes. and there's less temptation to smash someone exactly. in the with a head when you have a naked head. Because uh, what happens yeah. to people with the uh, like? See, now we're going to get into the football rugby thing, <laughs> which my American friends are like, "Shut up, Leslie!" And I'm like, "Listen, don't try and teach me football. I don't know football. I'm here for the guac and Madonna. Okay, that's Jesus. what I'm here for." <laughs> I know. They hate me. My husband hates me. My my manager, who's like a big football guy, he's like, "Come on." Um, but I think, yeah, exactly what you're saying. The helmet and the pads, you feel invincible. It's like putting on like super armor, like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, rugby, it's got to be strategic. Also, it's the like stop start of the game that I don't get. It's like, wait, now why, like, why the Madonna headsets there? Did they not figure out how to make like smaller mics? You're talking about football. Yes. Like why, what, like. Why is there a commercial every like five minutes? Like yeah, there's no, kind there's of like slow. The, the flow, it's just sort of the, yeah, flow. the flow. I like the phases of rugby, like watching like a beautiful team to watch New Zealand, the All Blacks. Really? It's like watching. They're called the All Blacks. The All Blacks. And you should see them do the haka. It's like a traditional Maori, like warrior. I've never been to a rugby contest. Come on. Is it a contest? Google the shit. Dude, just Google a haka. It'll like pump you up. Totally. If you want to get juice, if you're like, I got this audition with Mike, whatever, judge. (laughs) And and I got to see him again. And like, I got to psych myself up. Go watch a haka. Like, it's (laughs) inspiring. It is. All right. I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Now, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, this is the All game. Right. That I, I, I love. see what you're saying, but I think have you ever been to an ice hockey game? I have. All in, right. I think if somebody explains it to you right, and they explain you what's going on and what's happening, I think it's very different. And if two good teams battle each other, it's extremely fast. It's a it's a beautiful sport. Imagine you're not just running, you're not walking, you're on these little blades moving extremely fast. Yeah. And it's exhausting. And one minute on the ice that you need a break because that's how hard you're skating. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some hockey team would like to invite me to watch them and I might change my mind. Any yeah. hockey teams out there? Now, you're a, speaking of which, we were talking about sports and stuff, but you are in great shape. You're Thanks. always, I see these, <laughs> these uh, like YouTube things where it's like MMA workout with Leslie Ann Brand. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that you're like, do you think if you didn't work out and you didn't do all these health things, you think you'd be in a bad place. You think health really, or like working out and all these things really stimulate you and help you in, in achieving what you want to? Well, I've always been an athlete. So, you know, I swam competitively. I played field hockey. I played tennis, basketball, athletics. Um, my dad was a lifeguard. I come from like a family of sportsmen. Your dad was a lifeguard? Yeah. Wow. In the shark-infested oceans of Cape Town, South Africa. Did you see a lot of sharks? Yeah. Did you see a lot of sharks? Yeah, I went shark cage diving. I, I mean, this is hello, Africa. Welcome. Any, you know? any really close encounters where you're worried, like oh no, shit? Okay, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. But go ahead. I, but I you respect the ocean, right? So you're, you know, um. But I think that being physically active, it is important to not just my physical health, but like my mental health. I mean, there's all these scientific studies. You can like endorphins are released. You feel better. You have more energy. Um, so I don't feel good physically or mentally if I'm not moving and, and active, you know, be it. I mean, just before I came here, I was at my trainers 
uh, who's like, you know, 15 minutes from you. And, but I'm like, I had to get it in because my husband's away. I haven't worked out for three days properly. I actually had an ACL knee surgery like three and a half months ago. So I'm like committed to the, my second one. Rehab and really Yeah, rehab out. and working it, you know, work yeah. out. But it's, um, yeah, it's a big part of my family's lifestyle right. is being active and healthy. Um, and not to the extent where I'm like, not having you know fun right you know because i know people who are like i ought to just be clean it's all the hard time. it's hard to the older you get it's just hard to get in that gym and like fuck man it's just like i feel i don't want to do legs ever and legs are the yeah. i mean it's just you do feel better after you do it you feel like a sense of accomplishment yeah where do you and work out here i just yeah, i have a little gym downstairs a small gym but i probably should get out of there that's what i'm I? saying yeah i knew you're gonna say for that. me like it's why group fitness was like a big thing for me like um, or being with other people because I don't need a trainer standing over me going like, oh, God, God, make sure. right. you know, I, I just need to get out and be around. I like the gym. I like seeing other people. And, um, but yeah, I would, I would, I would try and, you know, go see someone, go, go see Paolo, my trainer. He's great. He's great. He's a transformer. He's expensive, isn't he? Yes. I bet he's like $200 an hour. Yeah, more. Yeah. $300 an hour. No, not 250. I mean, maybe. I don't know. 225. That's a lot. That's a lot. I yeah. mean, it's a lot, but is he is he worth it? Totally. Paolo's like body transformer. You know, his his speciality. I mean, he transformed Tom. Tom went from like, you know, season 1 and 2. You're talking about Welling. Uh, no. Oh, Tom uh, Ellis. Tom Ellis, the lead on Like on season Bruce 1 Ball. and 2. You know, and Tom's always is like a handsome dude, but like he gave him like a superhero body. Like came season four, people were like, damn, what happened? Really? <laughs> yeah. And he's working. I mean, he's done it with a lot of cast members. Um, he's just, he's very specific. He's like me. We're, we're both, you know, we eat plant-based. Health and wellness is like very mm -hmm. important to us. Uh, we don't. You know, people who don't work out for me, I'm like, it's not that I think I don't judge you at all, but I go, God, if you only knew how wonderful how this much, is, how good yeah. this is for you. Yeah, I know it really is. It's just mentally too. Totally. You know, I I deal with anxiety. I deal with other things. Yeah. Did you ever deal with those things? Have you ever been depressed or had anxiety or dealt with that stuff or not really? Yeah. You know, I think uh, there was one time in my life it was very very challenging. My dad was my mother suffered. Uh, suffers from uh, depression. Oh. Um, and so uh, she has her coping mechanisms and, you know, she, she grew up in a time and in a country where therapy was not available and South Africans can be very like, oh, I'll just deal with it. It's part of life. Just sweep it under the rug and keep going, you know? And we're not, we, we can sometimes, I think the general consensus is sometimes like, it's self-indulgent, you know? Mm. Um, but, and I, and I understand why, because that's, life is so different there, you know? It's so difficult it's to just, like, stop worrying about yourself. We've got other issues here. Literally, We've got social like we're issues. Lit we're literally trying to put food on the table. Like, there's, right. like, we're literally just trying to like. Snap out of it. Exactly, exactly. Right. Um, so, but I, in high school, so she went through a really challenging time in my final year of high school, and I was, you know, 17, I was taking care of 
my mother, you know, cooking for everyone, my brother who, um, you know, had really bad ADHD, Mm -hmm. um, looking after my grandparents at the same time for a 17 year old, it was like a lot. And like, that was hard. That was like a, a tough time. I was like, Oh, okay. And then I would say another was like post baby when I was just, cause I went back to work six weeks after I had Kingston and I was really struggling to juggle my responsibilities to the show, be a good wife, keep this baby alive, yeah, be an actor, like, Go back to work, not physically feeling or looking like yourself. Do you yourself. think that's postpartum? Is that right? I think I had a little you, you, you bit, of had a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, I think, and I don't that's think I real. realized it yeah. till much later. I actually wrote a little. I wrote something about it for Self Magazine about just it was it had to do with like you know a woman's right to choose and just like what I experienced. Yeah. Um, but what do you mean you, what you experienced? Just well, I ex- well what I experienced as a new mother, and when I made the dis- you know, like what an abortion is for like a woman, and why we make these decisions, right? Um, and I think the more we talk about stuff like that, like the more people feel like, oh, it's not just me, you know. She yeah. seems to have have it all together and like wonderful family, but we all have challenges, you know. You just never know what's going on in someone's life, right? Um, but to your point working out helps you know getting in the gym for me or doing something physical going on a hike you know get uh, yourself out there just 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 go for a walk do something yeah and my friends who really do struggle with a lot of anxiety and depression like they talk about how a win for them some days is just having a shower i'm like take the win (laughs) take Take the the win take the shower take the win take the win it's okay day by day you know that's tough so Lucifer, I mean, is Lucifer over now? Done. It's done. How do you feel about that? It's we did six seasons, right? Yes, I was there from the pilot. From the pilot on, I mean, you were there through the cancellations, through the revivals, mm. through the you've been through it all. I don't think any show has been canceled twice. Was it canceled twice? Yeah. <laughs> That's seldom is that. And the fans got the show back on the on the air. Yeah. That's just incredible. Crazy. Social media, it's insane. What is, how do you feel when you did your last episode, when you knew this was the end? Because this is a big part of your life. Big part of my life. How did it affect you? It was, it was incredibly like sad, you know, to, there's a familiarity with, uh, with the lot. (laughs) 10 minutes from my house, I sleep in my own bed. Some Mm -hmm. days I finish, I can pick my kid up from school, you know, just like, Having that people re- are watching. Yeah, people are watching. Yeah. Like to get you on know, a show, people watch and really like you know. Yeah, big and, fan base. And not only watch, we were just recently like Forbes were like you were the top watch show for Netflix in 2021 or something. Are you serious? Yeah. So like binge or, or something. So like to I don't think you really you know realize it. Like we I didn't we had no I had no idea what we were making until the show was on for a few years. And then I realized when I would travel abroad or, you know, what that fan base was. Right. Cause you're, you're just making this little show in Los Angeles. Right. And then you put it out into the world and 
Hopefully, it, see what happens. Yeah, most of the time it, it's a piece of shit, yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while you get a little golden nugget. Yeah, so it's you know it's had it's had this like uh, this crazy life cycle. The show, um, I was really sad to. I loved our cruise, and we got to do. Um, we got to have crews in both Vancouver and LA, and they were honestly like the backbone of that show because our set was fun it was a fun set to go to and 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 I think that was something we were all really proud of was guest stars wanted to come and work on the show crew said no to jobs and hoping that the show would get another season you know that's the that's a big compliment and then just you know add COVID on top of that just how much they were busting their ass we had I mean I just hung out with like Jackie who's my stand-in, like, she came over and helped me out to walk my dogs. So I was like, Jackie, I need help. Like, and she's like, I'm like, let's watch a movie. Let's watch Bond. So, you know, we hung out. <laughs> I went on a hike with my makeup art- artist, Hedvig. Like, you take these wonderful people with you. you Hedvig? Know? Hedvig from Hedvig Hungary. Hedvig in the angry she inch? Is, she's the Terminator of makeup. Hedvig. You look beautiful, darling. Um, and I love So you Hedvig. miss the crew a lot, too. I miss the crew. Who's the one person in the cast that you're just like, I miss all of them, but the one I miss is... That's a. That's you know it. It's on your. You want to say it, but you don't want to say it. I can't say it. You, you can't say it. I don't want to say it. How about top? No, you can't say top three because yeah, then somebody's going to be. Gonna be I know. Well, I'm not even top three. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Here's what I will say is, uh, you know, it's rare to get a group of people as actors six years in who were still as committed to the work, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. six years down the line, we all were really like, we have to go out. We have to put our best. We have to show up every day. And you're allowed, you know, obviously there were days where, you know, people are not feeling their best or personal stuff is happening in their lives. But 99% of the time you're showing up there and it's fun. You right, know, it's right. like you're you're getting it's a wonderful rally back right. and forth in these scenes. And our show was like silly, but then heartfelt at the same time, but then had like badass action, but then super goofy. Was it the As, first time you ever had to kiss a woman was on Lucifer? I mean, on on TV. Cheese hey, hey, Louise. Hey, dropping oh, those bombs. Hey, oh, those Rosen bombs. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't the first time in real life. I can't. In real life, he in says. real life. <laughs> uh, was it my first time on TV? No, I don't think on TV. Probably in Spartacus, you probably did something. No, I didn't. No, I. I'm just wondering if it was like you know, it's the first time you do something. It's you know, I, I've had to kiss a man before. It's never been and weird. It was, for me. Of course, it was. Actually, I did in college. We were playing spin the bottle, and. Uh, we guys had to kiss guys if girls kiss girls. That was just the rule. So I was like, fine. I think it's weird. I want to see like- girls kiss girls. So let's go. <laughs> and then they spun the bottle on me and I had to kiss, you know, Matthew Semrick. And I was like, he had great lips. I wasn't into Shout it. Shout out but to Matthew great, Semrick. He had great lips. Are. We kissed each other. I was like, hey, man, you're a soft kisser. And now I know why you get all the hotties. You know, uh, I had to kiss Rourke. Kissed him. Uh, anyway, back to you. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> No, but it was not weird for me. Wasn't weird. No, you kind of get used to it, where you're like, "Oh no, yeah. I love this person." No, yeah, but also it's like it's the work, you know. I mean, that's the that's the thing about actors. My husband's an actor too, and you know, 
we got to kiss other people. You just got to get used to it. Do you ever go home and go, God, it was really great kissing that guy. <laughs> Why the fuck would I do that? I know. How rude would that <laughs> oh be? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? He's like, but you know what? It's. It, I'll tell you what. There is something to be said about, like, people go, people always, the response from actors that I've talked to is, like, it's a job, man. It's just a job. I'm just no, going there. I've seen people not have it be more than a job. Like, I, I see, I've seen people have things develop. You know, it is a job. You just have to, like... You have to be truthful and professional and professional. Yes. But I'm just saying like those days where I didn't kiss Kristen Kruk on Smallville. Uh, I'm not saying those were maybe they were worse days than the days where I actually had to kiss her. <laughs> it wasn't a bad thing that I had to kiss her. I didn't shout out to I, Chris. <laughs> I was professional. She knows. She knows. I always joke about it. But I'm like, you know, it doesn't suck. You know, all I care is fresh breath, man. That's my thing. Oh, that's me too. If and you have bad breath, you'll, oh, I'm out. Listen, I <laughs> will literally have a, conver- a sidebar conversation with your makeup artist and I'll be like, I'm so, excuse me, can you just make sure that there's mints in their bag? Yeah, I think they had a shit sandwich before mm-hmm. lunch. I'm like, can you please? And I, 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 I've I, been known to ask people like, hey, so we have kissing scene. Would you mind just like brushing your teeth before? Flossing. Flossing. Turpentine, whatever you yeah, need. Yeah, girl. You know? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just take it down the throat. Yeah, there's not nothing worse than when you have a sex scene and you're just like, oh boy. And people, do, okay, they don't get it. So I had this. All right, so so on Spartacus, this actor who he would go and run around the fucking ludus like, like gotta get my jet, gotta get my muscles, you know, up. He'd run around nude. No, like run around the ludus. Which oh, the was ludus. The light, right? And I'm like, <laughs> dude is sweating. Smelling? Smelling. Oh. And, I'm, and I've lit, I'm like, can you, someone get the X body spray or <laughs> whatever musk? Like whatever. That's unprofessional. Uses. So unprofessional. That's unprofessional. Like so unprofessional. And like sweat. And then you've got to like, I was, so I'm with you. Yeah. Please. I'm, I'm very. I, I, yeah. It just. Bio and like mouth odor. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. Get Wherever it you are, for, for whomever, yeah. get it together. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you about the Morgan Freeman project, the District Ooh. Six. Yeah. Because I saw some. Did, have you you've obviously met him? Because <laughs> you have this project. The God. The, the, listen. Well, Leslie. Oh, my Lord. Leslie so and Brand. It's wild to know that. I, and I, I'm going to geek out. Geek out, man. I have to geek out. So it's wild to know, you know, you have this idea and it's about your community and your people and it's about like history and like a place where your mother grew up and you write it down seven years ago and then you just keep telling the story, telling the story and then you go to Morgan Freeman's production company and they're like, we love it. Like eight years later. Working with it, cool uh, with my that? with my partner who's Irish, Adrian Adrian Cunningham from Vancouver. See, look at right? your accent. Hello, Adrian, Adrian Cunningham from Vancouver. Um, so well, he's from Dublin actually. Oh. Um, so, but him and I, you know, this Irish and South African kind of coming together, and it was it's wonderful. We are in where we're at right now is we found a writer. You, you, you've got projects like in development. Yeah, you know what yeah. this process is like, it's, right? Yeah. I have full respect for it. 
It's tough, man. It's I tough. have so many projects that I just love and I'm like, why isn't this selling or why is this taking yeah. so long? And you just you don't get it and you just go, Hey man, yeah. do this because you love it and if something happens with it, yeah. so be it. So it's a very personal story. It's never been told before. It's actually the the area that it takes place in, District Six, is what the movie District Nine was based on. Um wow. but it's but what we're leaning into, and it is state and you know, a pod state, but what we're really leaning into is the joy that people had despite what was happening around them. Wow. So I think we've, you know, especially these last two years, you've seen a lot of trauma, porn, TV. That's it's just too much. It's not it's why I think Ted Lasso's done so well. You know, it's just like a really inspiring heartfelt show that's right. funny and that's good. It makes you feel good. Right. You know. Um, I mean, people say that I have, I have to see it. Do you watch it? Fucking Do you great. like football? Jesus. Like real football where you use your feet? Uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Come on. No, I guess I do. I mean, I do. I like I like sports. I'll check it out. Yeah, you know? it's funny. Um, and But yeah, so we're leaning more, you know, into that and telling, you know, stories from Africa that are not just depressing, like we're just we're as a continent we're more than that we're more than famine and poverty and war and like it's a beautifully rich continent that has many different countries <laughs> yeah with many different cultures what, what's that movie uh it won an oscar tootsie no no uh, maybe that did win an oscar but south african benigo what's it, he's an italian actor and it was through the holocaust and through world war ii oh, and he's with life this, is beautiful life is beautiful ah. so you know how he's always trying to make things light and yes. happy and fun during the yes. horrible times yes. so in a sense like that but not as not as dark it, well we, we're gonna be truthful to what was happening right but it's a beautiful love story between two sisters um you know, female focused and um, uh, the the writer that we're that we're talking to her movie, Barakat, is uh, the official selection for South Africa for the Oscars in the in the international film section. And she did a very similar thing in that she took a Muslim family and just told a really heartfelt story, but they just happen to be Muslim. Like it's not a, it's just a family story, right? right? And I think, you know, for f coming from where I come from and now living in the States, we are so fortunate that we grow up surrounded by, you know, this community of District 6 had Christian, atheist, Jews, Muslim, anyone and everyone, Protestants, whatever, like living together harmoniously from people from all walks of life different races like they exist their their mere existence was defiance to the government right mm -hmm. and that says something about the human spirit and what we're able to overcome um so and then i think there's also a great opportunity as we've seen with you know shows like watchmen where you can educate people within the first five minutes of your pilot on you know tulsa oklahoma about and Black what happened yeah and you, but you do it from an from an inter, you know, it's entertaining, right. but also you learn history, and then that's all people were talking about. Did you know that that happened? Do you, you know, like that? Well, that that's something. It's amazing how most people don't realize exactly. a lot of the events that happen in history. Exactly. I'm I'm probably one of them. There's some things that I'm just like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, and I should. There's so many things. Are you a big documentary watcher? I love documentaries. Yeah, me too. Love documentaries. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, we, we uh, we'll compare. Maybe you'll send me some to watch. Yeah. I'll send you some to watch. Did you watch Misha and the Wolves recently? No. <gasps> Is it good? It's 
You have to email me that. Yeah. Email yeah. me that. I've got some too that that are deep water, I think it's called. Ooh. It's about these these sailors in 1969 that they race around the world and they start in England and it's, it will take them a year. Oh, wow. And they all start at different times, but it's all based on the fastest time and who will you know have the fastest time to do it. And this one guy who's more of a weekend sailor, he shouldn't have been on the boat. And oh, he yeah. and you're by yourself. You don't have any crew. You're all alone out to sea for a year. A year. And you use, you know, uh, you journal and you record things, uh, and it's his story. He's and like, I dear, won't say dear anything. God, what have I done? It is <laughs> like I got goosebumps even thinking about it. I've seen it twice, and oh, it's wow. just like I just love the trailer. Donald Crowhurst sailed around the world and into oblivion. <laughs> or some shit like that. I forgot what it was. <laughs> Donald Crowhurst. But you have wow. to see that. It's I, really I, good. I'm into it. I'm into it. All right. These are, uh, this is uh, Shit Talking with Leslie and Brandt. You talk some shit. This is uh, patrons, my lovable patrons. You go to patreon.com slash inside. You support the podcast. These are people that do that and they have questions. So okay. they can be rapid fire. Okay. Dana asks, any chance of, now I always know as, as Maze, is it Mazikeen? Mm-hmm. It's Mazikeen, right? Yep. Any chance of Mazikeen spinoff? I think that would be dope as F. Listen, you want to, I don't know, raise your social media. <laughs> it's <laughs> happened before. <laughs> I say and anything can happen, but, you know, for our show and our world, I think we ended on a good, you know, vibe, but mm-hmm. maybe not a show, maybe like a movie, like a Netflix movie or something. I don't know. All right. Sebastian K. in real life, are you an angel or a demon? <laughs> I, I, just knowing you, I'd probably say somewhere in between. I'm South African. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm South African. Figure it out. Danny, fantastic guest. Would love to hear her thoughts on filming the musical episode of Lucifer. Her version of Bad to the Bone is amazing. Uh, See? You know, I, I, honest to God, I was really scared about that episode because I was like, are we, are we jumping the shark? Is it like... <laughs> Are we like doing that thing? Like why, why are like, you know, and we are a very musical show. You know, Tom sings, the playlist is like a huge part. But I will say it was fun. Um, It was really fun to do. I I had got to learn choreography and, you know, um, I was not sure about the mashup between TLC and Bad to the Bone. I was like, ooh, how is this going to work? You know, but that's just typical actor shit. Right. We're judging the minute we get the page. Judge, 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 judge. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, it was of, a fun lot of fun to, to shoot. Yeah. Abel F., what is the best and worst memory that is attached to a potential paranormal slash supernatural experience you have had growing up from South Africa to across the globe? What? I, I have no idea, but that was the question. What is the best, worst memory... That is attached to a potential paranormal, supernatural experience that you have had growing up from South Africa to across the globe. I, I, I've never had you a never, paranormal. You've never had supernatural. a supernatural something that you're like, oh my god, this is weird. How did this happen? How is this? No, nothing. No. You've had nothing weird happen. No. I guess they asked that because of the whole Lucifer thing, and they're yeah, thinking maybe. paranormal, I don't supernatural. Think I've had any? Nothing like, that scared wanting. you? Like how did it, nothing? No. Was South Africa supposed to be a haunted? country we have demons <laughs> south africa has demons 
I mean, yes, they were the government. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Perfect. Uh, you Perfect know. answer for that one. Will F, eyebrow scar. Real. Real or fake? Real. Real. Brother, 11 years old, had a mug. He was like a, in his walking ring or whatever. And he's like, wee, wee. Blood everywhere. And I was like, ah. And typical South African dad, it's fine. Just put some water on it. Yeah, you'll be okay. Never got stitches, but it healed. My dad did that with my lips, split my lip open. A garage door, a piece of glass came down from the garage and split my lip open. This one's from hockey. but And he's like, you're fine. I'm like, dad, I'm gushing blood. He's like, no, he's so cheap. He wouldn't even take me to the doctor. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was cheap. No, my, well, I don't think it was my parents were cheap. They really couldn't afford it. <laughs> they just couldn't afford it. They right. really couldn't afford it. But, uh. But it healed in like a perfect line. So, you know, it, mm. I love it because it reminds me of my brother. <laughs> I love go. him. Little Lisa, what time period would you travel to if you were given a time machine? Hmm. Well, not the Roman times because I'd be a slave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I've always loved like the 70s you know just in terms of like mm. fashion like music hippie-ish laid yeah. back free yeah 60s yeah. 70s yeah i you mean know, yeah a lot of that depends on your race too about how fun <laughs> those <laughs> that's true things would be you know but uh yeah i love that like i grew up on my parents old like sort of 70s 80s music you what's know? your favorite song or favorite artist or top Ooh. three or, or someone you've really listened to oh that's i'm like major adele fan major really yes but i'm talking old school like okay. 70s like what your parents were in okay so i to. grew up listening to you're gonna laugh i grew up listening to the carpenters i love the carpenters yes. Rainy days Monday's always. Hey, yes. there's another song that they have I love, uh, I grew up with like Aretha Franklin, you know, um, Barry White, Teddy Pendergrass. Um, my grandfather loved Old Blue Eyes. Um, you Frankie know, Sinatra. Yeah. Um, music was always a big part of like what, what, you know, was happening in my house. For, it's called For All We Know. Oh. Do you know oh, it? Oh, yes. You do? I probably have it on my phone. Here we go. Come on, Rosemo. Look at the two of us. Strangers in many ways. Oh, All right, that's Karen. it. Oh, um, what a great song, yes. huh? Yeah, the Carpenters. We've, we have a, we've got a lifetime to say I knew you well. Oh my god! What a great line. Yeah. You've got a lifetime to say I knew you well. This has been really fun. This is good. Did you have fun? Oh my gosh! This is so, so easy. It is. I mean, it's it's nice when it's easy. Wait. So what did Welling tell you about me? Uh, let me see. I got it right here. He says, "Badass." He's a <laughs> badass. Uh, <laughs> You know, you play a bounty hunter, you totally pull it off. He doesn't know if you were pregnant or you just had it. 
just had it. Were you pregnant? Just had the Just had pregnant or just had it. Uh, he doesn't know, but he says uh, how you jumped into the role. One scene you had a knife fight after being around you. He said you were so intense that she might actually stab him. That's hilarious. He was concerned, but says so much fun. Loves you. Loves your husband. So Aww. do you remember that knife scene? Yeah. Yeah. I love. Were you well. pregnant at the time? or you... I just come back. So that's C? And yeah, you just went just right for it. The old tenderloins were still tender. Are you uh, fun on set? Like, I mean, after a take, do you snap into fun Leslie Ann Brandt? Are yeah, you, are you still a demon? No, we goof around a oh, lot. Oh, you do. That's important. No, but... no, no. We goof around a lot. But I will say uh, when I'm in it or where I'm like, when my character's being aggressive or whatever, it's not hard for me to channel that part. And I just think that that's just my South Africanness. It's just girls are raised to like cut you from birth right watch you bleed out that's <laughs> right <laughs> you I love know because we have to know but i love welling and i love jess we uh we hung out with him at the polo and we were laughing because we're like look at us we're just parents we have a date ourselves we could have like yummy champagne all we're doing is talking about how obsessed we are with our kids because we, lo <laughs> we love them and we miss them and it's been an hour that's nice i know I what's know. next anything coming up or are you just kind of taking a minute to breathe we're so I have both those projects in development and then oh, yeah, there's some right. things, you know, stirring. Hence, I couldn't come the other day. But um, yeah, you met with a big director. Mm, Can't say who so, it was. So, you know, <laughs> you can't even say that. <laughs> well, let's so, just see what happens. We'll just see, you know. But uh, but yeah, I'm in that great phase where you can take you finished the show for six years and, yes. you know, you want to don't feel like kind of see what just... the next thing is. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yeah. Ryan, do you have anything? This is really fun. Yeah, what you got, Ryan? What do I have? Nothing. Nothing. Um, I wish I had something. I really wish I prepared something. What was the last song you sang in your car? Ooh, Adele. Adele. What song? Um, a Woman Like Me. Oh. Uh, you gave some attitude. One of the new you ones. A woman Like Me. <laughs> you give that you stank look had. right after. I never had a woman like me. See, that's yeah. one of the Sorry. new ones. That's one of the, off the, yeah, that's one of the new ones. I don't know yeah. any of the new ones. I just know. Yeah. Rolling in the deep. <laughs> I so Michael badly want to go to see her in Vegas, but it's like ridiculously expensive. I saw her at the Lakers game what? last week. She was just sitting there. I was like, oh, there's Adele. She's cool. Do you know I've never been to a basketball game? Really? Ever. I got to do that. Well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll take you do and you, your hubby. Do you got, do you got hookups? I, 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 I'm not bragging, but I do I do have a hookup. Come on, dude. A little come, hookup. Come through. Come I, through. I have to go to the game with you, though. Come. Let's go. <laughs> Inviting me to the game? But yeah, I, let's go. I would love we'll that. take your seat. Yes. And, uh, now you can sit with me. I get no, yeah, please. Uh, That'd be fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. You I should think meet you'd Chris. have a blast. Fun. Yeah, I'd love to meet Chris. Where are you from? Uh, I was born in New York, grew up in Indiana, southern Indiana. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so he's at East I don't Coast have a, really a New York accent. I could turn it on when I go, you know, a little bit. He's Massachusetts, lived in New York for like... Pack your cat and have it yet, kind of guy. What? Pack your cat and have it yet. Is that how they talk? I don't know. Do no. They? New Yorkers are <laughs> no, turning no, on... No, no, Boston. A, that's what I said. Bo oh, Boston. Yeah, pack your cat and have it yet. Has, my brother-in-law lives in Boston. Really? Does he Quincy. talk like that? Quincy, no. He's from Massachusetts. His wife's from Quincy. Julie, she's got... My sister-in-law, she's got... She, uh, what does she say always? Like, fish and chips? Was it fish and chips thing you said? No, she's. <laughs> I love that. She has a saying. Oh, God, I forget. But no, her, her accent is like, that's, say, a, that's say, one that I say like. Say fish and chips again. Fush and chips. Fush and chips. <laughs> fish and chips. Don't worry. 
Uh, I love this. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you of today. Of course. Uh, hopefully you'll come back. I will. Anytime. Awesome. Anytime. This is a blast. <laughs> Thanks. I think uh, if you like that episode, I urge you to say, hey, you know what? Rosenbaum's not bad. Let's uh, follow him on the uh, Twitter and, the, uh, and subscribe and write a review. I liked her. I liked her, too. I yeah. did. She was a joy. You always remember the really good interviews or the interviews where you like someone. Yeah. It's not that I don't like anyone. No. But I liked her. No, she had good stories and, you know. She did. South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had some really great stories. She just it seems like just a fun person to be around. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoy the episode, like I said, write a review, subscribe. We can go watch on YouTube, subscribe there, follow us. We have a clips channel too. Um, so you can watch highlights of episodes later on in the week if you know you didn't get around to. But I hope you watch the episode. That's that's the most important thing. We want to keep this podcast going. Um, join Patreon to support the podcast in many other ways. I love the community. Thank you patreon.com slash inside of you and if you're still listening listen to the very beginning and i talk about the cons and i talk about the inside of you online store and all that but right now we're going to get into by the way i was at the magic castle this last uh, last night oh yeah yeah i'm a member at the magic castle and i saw some magic ryan at the magic castle let me tell you something what i've never seen uh, i've been in the magic castle probably four times i've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of magic I saw something last night. This guy Johnny Palmville or Johnny <laughs> Johnny Knoxville? No, Johnny he just got something. Hit in the nuts over and Palmer, over. Johnny Palmer, something. Older uh-huh. gentleman, sleight of hand. I've never seen anything like it. I've never ever seen anything like it. Me, my friends, a gasp. It it was just astonishing what he was doing. He had this thing where there's these three cups and people turn it over and they turn it back. And then there's three chickens, little chickens in there. And you're like, there's no way he did it. He made a deal with the devil. He made a GD deal with the devil. That's a goddamn warlock. <laughs> it was, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to bring you to the Magic Castle, you and Amanda. We've been and, with you before. Yes, but we're going to go again when, okay. he's, when he's there. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's just awesome. Let's give a shout out to all the top tier patrons who support this podcast in extra ways. I love you all. Thanks for uh, bringing this show to life and keeping it around. Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Kristen K, Allison L, Raj C, Joshua D, CJP, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jen S, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, Mike E, Eldan Supremo. 99 more, Ramira, Santiago M, Chad W, Liam P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H, Spider-Man. Chase. You got yeah. you damn right. Mm-hmm. Sheila. G. Brad D, Ray. H. Correct. Tabitha. T. Tom N, Liliana A, Talia M, Betsy D, Chad L, Rochelle, Marion, Meg K, Trav L, Dan N, Big Stevie. W. Correct. Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Super. Sam. Correct. Dev. Nexon. Correct. Michelle A. Jeremy C. Andy T. Cody R. Gav. Minator. Correct. Amundo. Ryan. Mm. David C. John B. Brandy D. Yo. Vor. Vor is correct. Camille S. The C. The C. Joey M. Willie F. Adelaide N. Omar I. We have uh, Lena N. Design OTG. Eugene and Leah. Chris P. Nikki G. Corey. Patricia. Heather L. We've got uh, the last few here. Say the last for best, best for last. Oh, yeah. They're all the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, We got Jake B., James B., Bob at Ed A. Ed A. Ed? 
Space A. Ed A. Ed A. Uh, Ala. Abel. Abel. I got it. I finally got it. It's Abel. It is Abel. Great. Like Cain and Abel. I've been messing this this person's name up for quite some time. Uh, Joshua B. Tony G. Sean R. Megan T. Mel S. Orlando C. John B. Caroline R. Darren B. Rob E. Paul C. Christine Ace S. Ace. Sarah S. Eric H. Spring. Jennifer R, Hannah H, and Dylan T. You guys make this podcast possible. I couldn't do it without you. I love you. Thank you, Cumulus, Westwood One. Thank you, my man, Ryan, right here. Thick and thin. Almost knocking shit over. You almost knocked Jason Voorhees over. (laughs) It's a a theme. That's a theme that happens quite often. Uh People almost knock his shit over. Uh Uh, Thanks to uh, my producer, Bryce. Couldn't do it without you, buddy. And uh, Jason. Jason, you edit the shit out of this show, and uh, uh, I really appreciate you. You got to come hang with us sometime, for God's sakes, Jason. All right, uh, that's about wraps it up, wraps us up. Mm-hmm. Um, from myself, Michael Rosenbaum, here in the Hollywood Hills of California. Hollywood Hills, California, right here. Right, and Taylor, the wave. We love you guys. Have a great week, man. Be good to yourselves. I always say it, but uh, don't be so hard on yourselves. Take a deep breath. Let's all take a deep breath. Two, three. Not everything's that important. So I was yawning through the deep breath. Did part. you yawn? You yeah, got a good yawn. Good. I got a good, good yawn. That's good. <laughs> Ryan and I need a nap. We've done a lot of stuff today. Yeah. Need a nap. We love you. Join us next week. Um, please join us and follow us and subscribe. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.